Hello, and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast, produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now more than ever during these trying times, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. Today's guest is the chairman and CEO of Come and Go, as well as the Krauss Group, which uh, we'll, we'll get into um, the portfolio that is with that. Uh, Kyle Kraus, thank you for taking the time to join us today. Oh, Mike, it's my pleasure. Thank you for asking. Tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe some of the past uh, you know, jobs and things that you've had and also maybe some ways that you're you're involved in the community. I know there's there are quite a few things going on right now in, in your life. So uh, if you could just give us give us some background about uh, who you are and, and kind of what you're about. Well, my pleasure. Um, I've had the opportunity to be the uh, uh, CEO, the chairman CEO of Come and Go and Krauss Group for the last 17 years. You know, as part of Krauss Group, we've got companies, including two wineries in Italy. We've got our Krauss Group real estate companies. We own the Des Moines Menace soccer team, solar transportation. Uh, we're involved with a project uh, called Pro Iowa to uh, be part of getting a stadium built in downtown Des Moines. And we're getting ready to open up a uh, a hotel resort in Italy called Casa de Longas. So we've got a kind of a varied portfolio of what we do from a, a activity standpoint and volunteerism. I, I think that, you know, the philanthropy and nonprofit part is important to me and my family. And I think part of that is as a company, we've given 10% of our profits to charity uh, every year for as long as I can remember. And we think that's important. It's an important part of giving back, but I think also it's important to give back your time. And so, my wife, Sharon, myself, my kids are all involved also from their personal time standpoint. And, you know, a few of the ones I'm involved with here in town, I'm involved with the Des Moines Arts Center. Certainly I'm on the partnership board, lucky enough to be on that. Um, I'm involved with the Community Foundation of Greater Des Moines. Nationally, I'm involved with the National Gallery of Art, uh, Tippy Business School in Iowa, and some others. So it's, uh, I'm lucky enough that they ask me and um, I enjoy doing those types of things. And then, you know, most importantly, I'm a, I'm a, uh, a father of five fantastic kids, two of them married. So I've got a wonderful son-in-law, wonderful daughter-in-law. And uh, I'd be remiss in not saying that I'm a grandfather. And so I'm blessed to have a fantastic granddaughter who lives in town. So I've got a great life. Nice. And not, not busy in the least bit with all that that's going on. So it's fun, busy. I, I, I bet. So, uh, and, and, you know, talking about your kids for, for a little bit, too, maybe if you could go into this, because we're going to get into maybe some challenges that you've faced um, in the past that you might have thought were you know going to be tough to overcome. Um, but I got to ask your son, Tanner, he's the president of Come and Go. Yes. Does, does that present a challenge working with family that close? Does that, does that have its own set of challenges? And if so, what are those? For sure. I mean, I. I'm uh, lucky enough. I've got uh, two sons working for me, uh, Tanner and Oliver. Oliver's working on the pro Iowa Des Moines menace side of things. I got my son-in-law, my daughter-in-law work with me. My wife works with me. I've got a nephew that works with me. Um, so it is interesting. It's, um, and I grew up in a family business. I mean, I grew up working with my father and my grandfather. And so for me, the family business piece, you learn from that. Um, I try to learn from the good and the bad that it was working for my father. Um, so my father had a strong personality. And so you, you, you learn from that and try to remember how those things were to make it, I'll say somewhat easier, uh, as you get a chance to work with your, 
your children and your other family members. But I think that the challenge that I've tried to do is trying to separate the, the business and the family side. And I think, you know, Tanner and I started to work together um, directly more so than the other family members I mentioned outside of Sharon. And as we work together, you try to separate those pieces where, okay, we're at work talking Tanner. Now we're at home at my house, you are having dinner and you know, you want to continue because you, you know, it's right. a topic that you love. You talk about your passion, your business and what you're doing and then trying to separate those pieces where it's like, Hey, you know, I'm not sure everybody else needs you and I talking about business. And that's, that's part of the attempt at separation, uh-huh. but, but it's hard because it's part of what we do. And it's like I said, family business, we all have a passion for what we're doing and those things kind of get intertwined. But I would think of there are many lessons you can do in family businesses. One of them is just trying to separate those pieces. Okay. See, and I'm, I'm taking that to heart because, you know, I've got two sons myself, so I'm, I'm just trying to take some notes for further down the line. If we end up pursuing something like that, then I have at least have a little bit of a blueprint uh, to, to go off of. Um, now, kind of switching gears and, and going to the work side, uh, think about some past experiences. Um, and we'll, we're going to circle back to the, the COVID-19 situation right now. But um, think about some past experiences, whether work or community related to where you've had some challenges and you were just like there there's no way that I'm going to make it through this. Um, what were those, if, if one or two stick out and, and what did you do to get through those tough times? Well, I think it's, you know, certainly when you're in business, you've got a lot of challenges you get an opportunity to deal with. And those challenges are opportunities like you and I were talking about earlier. And I think within those opportunities of challenges, there are different things that you do. And I think one that um, pops into mind for me, that's more of a broader one than an immediate sort of in the face challenges when I became CEO of come and go, you know, following in my father's footsteps and my father, my grandfather had built a very successful company and we built it on a business mile model of doing acquisitions. And we would buy other chains of convenience stores from one store to one day we took over 99 stores, which is a challenge in and of itself. But that business model was successful for my family. And for me, it was changing that business model was interesting and tricky. So you're, you're balancing the dynamics of your father who now you're CEO, but you're changing how he made the business successful with all the rest of us and our great people. And you're saying, gee, we're going to do it differently going forward. We're going to build a new competency and that competency is building new stores. And so that little, that challenge is really saying, okay, you know, dad, what you did, what we did, what you and I and others did together is not how we want to go forward as from a business model standpoint. We think it's better for our associates, better for our customers. And I say better for our family generationally to go to a new construction type of model. And so I think that challenge is not one where you face, gee, you know, there's something at your door that you have to deal with this exact moment, but you're making a pivot And you're making a pivot away from how your father and your family was successful within that business. And so that pivot was one that I think for me is kind of balancing active. How quickly do we make the pivot and still be respectful of the success and heritage that my family business had? Okay. Now staying along the lines of that, that pivot that you just mentioned, obviously you were leading teams at that time um, when you were, you know, uh, coming into that role and, and getting ready to make that change. 
and I'm sure you were met with some resistance amongst uh, team members because we all know things like that don't go as smoothly as we would like them to right off the bat. Uh, talk about maybe some of the things that you did to keep that morale up and, and to help uh, your team see the vision that you had for, for growth and, and a lasting legacy. Talk about how you, you got them through the tough times. Well, I think the, the communication becomes that, which is almost cliche to say, but you're talking, you know, typically with your senior team in these environments. And you're also talking to these companies you try to build out from a store development standpoint. And when you're talking about that, you're trying to trying to paint that vision and the why behind what you're doing. And, you know, the why is really having this, uh, you know, uniform asset, giving us a better offering for our customer base, a better store to be able to execute within, and just a longer term asset of having something that's going to last for decades versus an acquisition may last a shorter period of time. So that communication piece of talking and getting and telling the why of what we're doing, I think is what happened. I mean, I, I feel like they, we all lined up together and created the strategy and made mistakes and couldn't do it quite as fast as we thought. And we had, like I mentioned earlier, develop that competency, but I do think it's about talking about the why of what you're trying to do. To that point, too, you know, you being a leader and and taking on that responsibility and being responsible for, you know, tons of staffers and senior team and not only that them, but your your client base and your customers as well. That's a that's a lot. That's a that's a big burden as a leader. So what are some of the things, Kyle, that you do to kind of help you maybe turn off that switch? Um, at the end of the day, if there is such a thing as the end of the day, um, what are some ways that you you keep your, your mental health at an optimal level so that you can be a, a great leader for your team and organization? Well, that's it's certainly a challenge for almost anyone to say, how do you separate the business side from the personal side? How do you, you know, you can't necessarily stop what thoughts pop into your mind and where that can take you from a directional standpoint. Right. But I think, you know, even back when my kids were living at home, there are things where you just come home and you have the family dinner and you sit around the table, assuming all the different sports and extracurricular activities allow that to happen. <laughs> but you're sitting around the table, having that family meal right. and you're together as a family. And still with my wife, Sharon and me, we still do that. And it's an important part of you come home, you attempt to uh, put the work away and say, okay, now, now it's, Today, you and I together, back when we had the children at home, the kids and us together, where you're sitting around and talking and not trying to let, not trying to let the work consume what you're doing. And I think it took me, you know, it took me a while as a, as a young, a young father, a young leader. Um, I'm not sure I separated that as well as I could, as I kind of look back today and say, geez, you know, you could have done a better job, but that's part of maybe living life and part of the experiences of that. So I think it's, you walk in the house, you try to change that mindset of what you're doing and, and give yourself some of that free time. I think it's, it's difficult. I think, um, uh, I, I love what I'm doing from a work standpoint. I'm blessed to be able to have the, the role that I have within Krauss group and come and go. And so I enjoy it. So it's hard. It's not like I come home and say, Oh, I mean, you have bad days, but I don't come home and, you know, want to proverbially kick the dog or whatever the expression may <laughs> right. be. I don't have a dog to kick, but I uh, <laughs> wouldn't do it anyway. But anyway, um, that you come home and say, okay, you know, it's, it's, I had a great day or I had a tough day. Now it's time to be part of the family. To kind of wrap things up and let you get back to your day. Obviously we're in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic, which has been a crazy time for all of us. Um, I've, I've been looking at some news things and, you know, seeing the, the price of oil 
is what it is. And obviously with you having come and go in your portfolio, um, you're probably, see, you're probably experiencing some, some crazy challenges with that. Um, what, if you had to give three, three lessons that maybe from, from past experiences that you've learned, um, what are they and, and maybe how are you applying them to deal with the, the crisis of the pandemic today? Well, I think some things that uh, we did as an organization is we talked about communication earlier. And then I also talked about the family business in a generational standpoint. And so as a family business, you know, we're purpose based. You know, our, our goal is making sure that we are within come and go making days better. And by doing that and saying that is really what we're trying to do, we're purpose-based within that piece. It allowed us within this time of the COVID-19 to make some decisions. So within the communication side, I think our team's done a nice job continuing to communicate to our associates. I mean, you know, we've been remote for five weeks and you need to continue to communicate and do those types of things. But I think one thing that we did that was extremely successful is uh, time passes on this a couple weeks ago, which maybe means longer than that. Uh, my son and I did a fireside chat with, with all of our people within the organization, within the Krauss Gateway Center and in Italy. And that fireside chat certainly were remote as we're social distancing. So he's in his home, I'm in my home. And we just talked to our people and we told them, I said, guys, we're here. We're a family business. We're here for the long term. We're keeping full employment. It's what we believe in. You have your jobs. We're here uh, for the store associates uh, and our other companies. We're coincidentally in a in a lot of businesses that are essential um, as deemed. And so we've got associates every day dealing with the coronavirus in a face-to-face standpoint. And with those associates, we said, okay, we're going to increase pay. We're going to increase benefits. Your guaranteed employment, we're going to be here to take look to look after you because of the challenges that you have in your life. And I think those early decisions that we made, those early communications were our team and recommendations of getting ahead of it, uh, allowed us to, uh, I think, give the right message to our people. But I think those things going back to the historic, the kind of the question of how you take your previous experiences and bring them to today is saying, okay, it's not about today. It's not about 2020. It's about a generation from now. It's about two generations from now. You know, as a family, we're here for to to have our family business and our associates be here for a long period of time and work for us for a long period of time and say, we're all in this together. And that, that core basis of who we are says, okay, now's the time to reach out versus cut back. Now's the time to make sure we take care of our associates and they feel that this is not their worry about, hey, am I going to get uh, furloughed or laid off and no, not every business has to make their own decisions. We just chose not to make those decisions. We chose to say, how do we can make, how do we make it, you know, somewhat more comfortable for you? And you do it through communication. Like I mentioned, you know, we did it through the fireside chat that we did. And we also do this regular type of email communication and then just encouraging our people to reach out. You do it through things like, you know, the, the virtual happy hours that we have that give us a chance to not talk business for a while and just say, hey, how are you doing? And asking that question and thanking your people for what they're doing. So I think that, you know, just the experience of trying to be that, like I mentioned, purpose-based company and say, how do you apply those family business principles to this, you know, unbelievable situation that we're in today that none of us have ever faced before? Well, Kyle, thank you for that. I, uh, I'd i love to get together with you sometime when all this madness is over and maybe have, have some coffee or, or something like that. Uh, I appreciate the insight. Again, I'm always uh, always 
enjoying listening to these stories. Um, you know, they from all the different leaders that we've had on, they've been very inspiring. And for the sake of those listening, um, I hope that you have found the nuggets um, within Kyle's um, answers because there are definitely some there. So uh, make sure you take a listen to this. If you haven't checked out some of the other episodes, uh, please go back and do that. You can find them all on our on our website. Uh, again, Kyle Kraus, Chairman and CEO of Come and Go. Thank you for joining us today. Mike, thank you for asking. I enjoyed it. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit dsmpartnership.com.